We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You knew the risks when you decided to drive drunk. There could be a crash. People could get hurt or killed. But that didn't stop you, did it? You knew you could get arrested. You could incur huge legal expenses, and you could possibly even lose your job. You were well aware of the consequences of driving drunk. But one thing's for sure. You were wrong when you said it was no big deal. Drive sober or get pulled over. This message brought to you by NHTSA. We're going to get a little fired up on today's KJ podcast. Tuesday edition, day after Christmas, Chantilly, Virginia, my hometown, right next to Dulles Airport, if you've ever been back east. First time in five years I've spent both holidays, Thanksgiving and Christmas, with my loved ones. Going to hang in town for a couple of days, catch up with buddies. Been great for me to unplug from the day-to-day NFL scene. Covered the Redskins, Browns, 49ers is the team that I am talking about right now. And my goodness, we have all stumbled into the lottery. Christmas has been happening for two months now. So much to unpack, so many predictions to make for the future of this 49ers team. A 44-33 thrashing of the Jacksonville Jaguars. This score was way closer than the game was. 49ers had a little lapse in the fourth quarter, a little lapse, halftime, early third quarter. They dominated this football team. They sent a message to the rest of the NFL. I'm calling this the brick-by-brick game. This is them being Kevin McAllister, a young kid on the block, and absolutely launching bricks at Marvin Harry and hitting him in the face. How pissed were the Jaguars? They'd lost their composure early on. They were getting nailed in the face by Jimmy G., marching down the field, turnovers. You had that entire sideline. This was supposed to be a hat and t-shirt game 
And instead, I'm calling it a brick-by-brick, absolute unleashing of everything. I normally have one huge takeaway. It's not that this week. There's just so much. It's a perfect storm brewing in Santa Clara. We need to run down the list of things that have happened in December so far because the list is astounding. It's franchise-altering. I have the 49ers as the fifth best team in the NFL since December 2nd. You can say they've been lucky. You can say whatever you want. I have them lining up against 27 other teams and winning. I think they'd beat the Vikings. I get if you had Vikings over them. I think Jimmy G could handle that Minnesota defense and make more plays at the end of a game than Case Keenum. Can they sustain this? We'll see. It's definitely possible with a coach like Kyle Shanahan because now you can go back and reflect on week two, a 12-9 loss to Seattle. Week three, a 41-39 loss to the Rams and Arizona and Indy and Washington. Those close losses are probably wins with Jimmy Garoppolo. Even if half of those are, then this team is right there with where Dallas was this year and Seattle. If Jimmy Garoppolo had been traded for in the offseason, I think the 49ers may have just missed the playoffs or they might have made it. This year, year one, that quick of a turnaround. This is a fairy tale. I called Matt Mayoko on the phone just to catch up about the team. and We agreed that's the term to describe this. If you look at Jimmy Garoppolo's numbers, his first six starts, 6-0 and in the league, passing yards similar to who? It's Kurt Warner. That was a fairy tale story for the St. Louis Rams. Hadn't been good in a while. Got the respected coach Dick Vermeil. We're planning on Trent Green being their guy. Kurt Warner comes in. Jimmy Garoppolo had way more fanfare. He's been with the Patriots. The background isn't the same. The feeling of hope and, oh, my God, this guy's a franchise quarterback right away. That's what it reminds me of. It reminds me of Kurt Warner, 1999, greatest show on turf. Rams went on to compete for Super Bowls for the next couple seasons, and they were legit. And back to why I'm calling it the brick-by-brick game, because you have Jacksonville, who's used free agency heavily and has stars all over that defense, They're better at every position group on paper, except for quarterback. And you had a undrafted rookie, Matt Breida, ice the game with a touchdown. Trent Taylor, a fifth-round pick, score a touchdown on a beautiful third-down pass. George Kittle on a third-down, scored a touchdown, a fifth-round rookie tight end. These are not even little pieces anymore. They're beating a legit defense. The confidence being spawned off of this. Something special is happening in Santa Clara. When you get a football team who believes in each other, they just keep making plays. Playmaking is contagious. And if you don't go years without making plays, it's hard to all of a sudden do it. When you're doing it, it's an avalanche. It's rolling downhill. It can be sustained for seasons at a time. Really, the only way this game was close is because Jacksonville figured out, okay, just attack Dante Johnson, Greg Maven, whoever is on that side of the field. That's how we can move the football. Leonard Fournette did nothing. Salma Thomas was fantastic. Buckner, again. Reuben Foster. Pieces are becoming more valuable on defense. Development is taking place. Akilah Weatherspoon with an interception. I've been hard on him. His celebration was sleeping next to the football. People are sleeping on him. I have been sleeping on him. Plays are being made from draft picks. This is a fertile soil right now. Things are sprouting up on this football team where you're going to be able to build For a long time. I mean, the 49ers are feeling themselves, rightfully so. Fans are talking a lot of shit on Twitter. I said a couple weeks back on this podcast, 
teams are going to start to hate 49ers fans again. That will happen. Jealousy will occur. We're overhyping Jimmy Garoppolo. He will have some bad games, but until he does, it's hard not to deny what the 49ers are doing on the field. You have Joe Staley quote-tweeting Michael Lombardi saying it's clear, duh, that Jimmy G is better than Derek Carr. 49ers are leapfrogging a lot of teams in the NFL, and they're having a ton of cap room, picking seventh in the draft right now. Kyle Shanahan is hitting his groove as a play caller. Listen, Sean McVay is going to win coach of the year. With what Kyle did with the weapons, it's going to be a big deal in the offseason once more deeper dives are done in the film. This offense is 12th in the NFL right now with Jimmy Garoppolo. They were 21st when he arrived. There's a chance they could be top five next season, guys. If you have a top five offense, you're winning 10, 11, potentially 12 games. We'll see. I think we're coming to the point where the draft is going to be a difficult decision because Jimmy Garoppolo has made everyone around him so much better. Obviously get him the O-lineman, but I think you try and make the defense better, guys. I don't want it to be pass rusher if it's corner. You got to like the player, but I don't see the 49ers spending heavily again on offense. I see them finding steals. I hope they get a wide receiver one. The trajectory of this football team changed with Jimmy Garoppolo, how to build it, where to add assets, because if Marquise Goodwin continues this play, Trent Taylor, 41 catches, that's the third most in the NFL by a rookie. I get it. You want the weapons here, but... I'm saying this change in December, the perception of how to build this team, I think building a bully on defense is the smarter approach. Got to remember, Garoppolo is 26. It's not like he's 22. It feels like it because he's new in the league. But he sat, Aaron Rodgers sat, Kurt Warner absorbed the league for a while. There's a lot of success stories here with guys who walk in right away after sitting for several years and they're playing this well. It's not normally a mirage. It's not normally a flash-in-the-pan RG3 thing. This is legitimate. Teams are going to be fearful of playing the 49ers. You're going to see them all over Monday Night Football, Sunday Night Football next season. NFL should have listened to me. This should have been flexed. The world would have gotten to see Garoppolo on Christmas Eve night destroy Jacksonville. They got to learn how to blow teams out. They're leaving some teams in games. They had a couple red zone issues, but they had some success in the red zone too. The confidence this game is going to inspire when they watch film and have cut-ups, you can show a cut-up of any player they added and there's good news attached to them. Carlos Hyde, though, he wants to be here for a Super Bowl run. He feels it. He's been on good Ohio State teams. Man, besides that Houston play, right before the end of the half when he took that run up the sideline, I don't know. He hasn't been a huge part of the 4-0 run here. They're going to have a huge decision there to make on him. They have the money to keep depth and keep insurance. And they're going to be out of the Saquon Barkley sweepstakes, bottom line. They're picking seventh now. They're going to have to trade up to get him. I had that tweet. I would like to see an explosive running back. I, without Todd Gurley, I don't think the Rams are 11-4. and four. I don't think Sean McVay is winning coach of the year. That piece does matter. I get it. You can get it later in the draft. But my point is that Carlos Hyde is not that guy. He's not a running back who's going to be able to explosively carry you and you're counting on him for big plays and consistency all the time. I think he's gone. I think him and Eric Reed are gone. And I see another bulky purge coming this offseason. Carlos Hyde gone. I see Eric Reed gone. I see Daniel Kilgore gone. Obviously, Dante Johnson will be gone. You have Aaron Lynch will be gone. 
this regime wanted to see if they could develop some of that talent, see what the deal was. But you, you just look at small pieces. Kwan Williams, that was Kyle Shanahan. They've been smart in free agency, bringing the guys that they want and they know and they like. Pierre Garçon was off to a tear with Brian Hoyer. Imagine Garçon right now with Jimmy Garoppolo. I brought that up right after the Bears game. We've kind of forgot about that. Pierre Garçon is going to be a monster with an accurate quarterback. He loves to be thrown to when he's slightly covered. He has no problem making catches in traffic. Jimmy Garoppolo has no fear throwing over the middle. you got to remember that part. So my point is they are going to eat a little bit of cash, even if they have to cut some guys under contract here. But Carlos Hyde, free agent, Eric Reed, free agent, I don't see them wasting the franchise tag on those guys either. That's a hefty clip. I see them moving on from some bulky holdovers, and I don't think it's a bad idea at all. They've been able to evaluate talent better. I think they can upgrade the roster with more spots. And I think Eric Reed and Carlos Hyde will have good careers other places too. It's a divorce. It happens in the NFL. It sucks because both want to be a part of this now. And I bet Navarro Bowman's kind of pissed now because he might have been okay being a backup and platooning with Brock Coyle or someone there to keep him fresh to be around winning, to be around this kind of energy. There's certainly not that energy with the Raiders. So, yeah, those free agents are going to want to come back here, but the keys are sitting with John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan. They're going to be adding new free agents to the table. We should focus a little bit more on some game notes here. The run defense, Robert Sala is coming back. Kyle Shanahan told Matt Mayoko that in a one-on-one interview. No, no question. This run defense, this scheme is great. He's a first-year coordinator without a corner. I praise him and say the same thing every time. That run defense has really kept this team in games. I think this is a point people are forgetting. You look at this assistant coaching staff. Two months ago, people were saying, hey, Kyle's going to probably bring in some new minds. The staff was put together late January, early February. wasn't top of the litter. A lot of these guys are Kyle's buddies that have been around. This staff on both sides of the football, the way they're developing young talent, squeezing the most out of an orange with the schemes, they walk into most matchups, not having the favorable matchup on paper, having inexperienced players. This coaching staff is very good. Rich Scangrillo at quarterback has been awesome with Jimmy Garoppolo, clearly. Mike McDaniel is a key mind in scheming up play calls. It's not all Kyle here. So this assistant coaching staff, both sides of the football, they really look like they're lock and key. I hear John Embry, the tight ends coach, there could be some shuffling there. There could be one or two moves this offseason just because, you know, early on, this team wasn't scoring touchdowns. They weren't producing. Um, you got to find personality fits, too. So I expect the coaching staff to say the same. Kyle told Matt Mayoko that, uh, that there might be one or two changes. This team is fun to watch. It's sad the season's ending. I really wish this team was playing in January. They had a wild card matchup against Minnesota. Man, it's a coin flip, but I would lean Niners right now. They're going to come crashing back down to earth. They're not going to go 12-4 and four next season. I shouldn't have said 12 earlier. 10 or 11 would be incredible. Film is going to get on Jimmy Garoppolo, and I want to tell you this about quarterback stocks. You saw Derek Carrs this year. You saw Dak Prescott. Things trend up and down quickly in the NFL. It's Bitcoin one week to the next. You don't know what you're getting. 
I would say Jimmy Garoppolo will hit a wall at some point in a three-game stretch, and he will be the reason the 49ers are losing in 2018, and there will be a little bit of backlash, and there'll be memes on Twitter, but it's okay because a young quarterback is supposed to struggle a little bit. And I know I've called this Kurt Warner, and that has you thinking potential Super Bowl next season. Um, It's a fairy tale in the sense that the Niners, when they're good, the NFL is a much better place. It's like the Yankees in baseball, any big market team, Chicago Bulls in the NBA. When you have an old dynasty who's down for a while and then they come back and they're good, it's tremendous for the league. Everyone on the East Coast, they call it San Fran. They're like, KJ, you're so lucky. You're in San Fran right now. That place is on fire. It literally is. And it can be sustained because Kyle's coaching, John Lynch's leadership, Jed is staying out of the way. Welcome back to the NFL. The 49ers are back in the league. They're competitive. I've been rapping all season long to you on this podcast. I I want it to be known. I got in last season, and I used to kill this team. Jed York would call KMBR, call Justin Webmeyer, and say, your boy Kevin Jones needs to calm down. I am not just trying to be Homer here. I tell you my opinion. The 49ers are in a position to win a Super Bowl in the next three or four years. If things continue on this path, they just have everything really in place as long as they hit in the draft. If they draft and bust an O-lineman and he doesn't pan out in the top 10 and Salma Thomas is a contributor and he's not even as good as DeForest Buckner and he doesn't develop, then you're going to have problems. They're going to have to hit on the draft. They're going to have to score 28 points per game, and allow 20. They've got to figure out which pieces get them there. Obviously, pass rush, corner, receiver, Carlos Hyde's going. You can't have Matt Breida carry the whole load. I absolutely love him. You guys saw I was retweeting myself from May when I had some people tell me Breida was going to be the real deal for them. He is a nice piece to have. He's not a star running back, though. Matt Breida is great off tackle. He's not great in between the tackles yet. He's learning how to get slippery and slip ball carriers. And for an undrafted guy, and for Kendrick Bourne, all these undrafted guys, it's phenomenal that they're walking in and playing. But you do want to insulate this for Jimmy G. I know I talked earlier about trajectory has changed on what you do. You still want to add competition and add weapons because this is Kyle. Let him get creative. Give him more chess pieces. They will. Other teams in the league are going to hate you guys. 49ers fans are about to get loud and obnoxious, and their highlights are about to be everywhere. Jimmy Garoppolo, 242 yards. Nothing special. Still, because it's against the number one defense we've seen in a long time, ended up with 35 points on offense. This is hitting the lottery. You don't know the winning total yet, but you've gone from hell. Imagine... If we had headlines, John Lynch at the Idaho Bowl evaluating Josh Allen. John Lynch to set up meeting with Kirk Cousins' agent. Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch traveling the country to find their quarterback. It was going to be that in the offseason. It was going to be duck, duck, goose. Let's hope we get the right guy. Should we just trade up and get Josh Rosen because we think he's the best and we're at a point now where we can't have a quarterback and we're not going to pay Kirk at 29 that kind of money. We want to pay our own guy that kind of money after a rookie contract. That would have been the debate, and that's the, I would have leaned that way. Instead, you have Kurt Warner, you have a Tom Brady Jr., you have a player, league-wide consensus, this is not a flash in the pan. 
players are drinking the Kool-Aid. Everyone loves football. Like I, I've said this before, Santa Clara is going to be a buzzing place this offseason. Players are going to – they're not required to be in the building. They're going to do their own lifting. I, I think they're actually only allowed to be in the building certain hours, but if they're allowed to be there, and they'll be there. There will be a lot of bonding going on. Kittle and Trent Taylor are best buddies. The feeling is good. They got rid of Navarro Bowman because he wasn't bought in to not playing, and he was going to tell some of these younger players, listen, I've seen so many regimes come in here. He was going to make it uncool to be bought in. So they had to get rid of him. Everyone is bought in. They're going to bring in more players that are bought in. You're bought in, then you become the Steelers, and typically a Broncos every year, you become a staple playoff team in the NFC. NFC, very competitive. You're going to have to compete with Carolina, Atlanta, New Orleans. Who knows? Seattle could be blowing things up. That would be huge. It looks like Bruce Arians is going to be out in Arizona. They're going to bring a new coach, new quarterback. Power shifted in the NFC West, but it's still, you got Philadelphia, you have Green Bay. NFC, there has not been a dominant team in the NFC in a long time. These teams share powers. AFC, you have Pittsburgh, New England, and Denver mostly. Was Indy when Peyton was there? Randomly the Ravens, but I mean NFC. It's anyone's game any year. If you're the hottest team, if you have the best quarterback, if your defense is making plays and interceptions, you're gonna have a chance to go in the Super Bowl. The blemish offensively, Jimmy Garoppolo's interception there. Let's break it down real quick. I don't hate the throw because he was so sick of settling for field goals. You score there, the game's a blowout essentially. He's trying to get on the board, he ended up giving. Jacksonville momentum and kind of sparked that comeback. He has thrown some interceptions. He's not been perfect with his placement. Obviously, O-line at fault there a little bit, but I think he's got to know either take the sack there. Uh, I get it, though. At a certain point, you're frustrated. You've got to score in the red zone. He hadn't had the Trent Taylor or George Kittle touchdown yet in the end zone, so he was trying to get the team in. That's on him. That's a learning mistake. The other play, Kyle's signature play, early in the game, you had Kendrick Bourne streaking across the field, wide open, uh, dragging to the left sideline. Kyle has done that play so much. I was waiting for him to choose that with Jimmy G, marry that play up. Jimmy G misses him. That would have possibly been a touchdown or gotten the team down the field with more momentum. So he's missed a couple throws. He's not perfect, but his completion percentage near 70%. The escapability comparing his throw there, his touchdown throw to Trent Taylor, like a baseball throw he's learned, throwing it around the oak tree is a phrase being used a ton now in Santa Clara. You have arm talent, an arm weapon, and the rest of the team is just fully engaged to what's going on. It's freaking incredible. Uh, Again, not a fan of this team. I'm going to have some tweets that hype this team up, that this was a 6-10 and team who was completely average. I give you the truth. I think my 9-7 and seven prediction could end up being conservative. We've got to see the moves they make. We know all their issues. I mentioned before, I really like John Lynch's interview with Dave Feldman right on the field after the game. Admits that, you know, it wasn't perfect this offseason. He still made some mistakes, some things he's got to learn. He knows that cornerback situation he said Solomon Thomas has not been a dynamic player. He's playing well. He knows he made some mistakes there. This team is not perfect yet. They have a ways to go, but this was landing on the moon. Things are getting 
set up here to take over Mars. You're incrementally becoming a franchise that can compete. You're going to go into every game with a chance to win. That hasn't been said for a long time in San Francisco. Jimmy Garoppolo is putting up stats that hasn't been done since Steve Young. I mean, you're really dusting off the history books now. The KJ household, Chantilly, Virginia. Glad you guys are with me. The engagement this year on Twitter has been phenomenal. Really, it's been spectacular. I said on Taylor Price's podcast, this is one of the best fan bases in the NFL. Definitely better than the Redskins. Tied with the Browns probably because they've been tortured so much. It's like they're in Guantanamo Bay right now. And they still keep coming back. So, But Niners are, fans are knowledgeable. The discussion's going on on Twitter. Not many fan bases are having that across the league. Very insightful fans. I love that you guys are with the KJ Podcast. Been a fun year. We're going to keep going. Uh, going to add more interviews in January to this thing. Broad NFL probably will talk playoffs going on too. Next season, I think we'll be talking playoffs. There'll be a 49ers playoff preview podcast. We're going to be talking about a team every week making us happy. I toot my horn a little bit on my football analysis. I did write last November, Kyle Shanahan would give this team a bright future. Now, my article also included Mike Shanahan as kind of an executive vice president of operations just because the draft classes they brought into Washington with Kirk Cousins and Jordan Reed and Trent Williams, Ryan Kerrigan, they just picked stud after stud that set up Washington to be competitive. They tried to turn around the Redskins. They made the Redskins competitive again. I knew that Kyle was going to be able to do this. John Lynch, tremendous hire. It was the same kind of thing as a Mike Shanahan, just oversee everything, make the big-level decisions, give this team a voice, a face, rally the fans. The decision-making going on in that building is very strong right now. They are not screwing up. We're going to talk about New England giving them a gift. and Who knows? Tom Brady, I think, could still go three more seasons if it is a New England-San Francisco Super Bowl. I mean, I'm dreaming at this point right now. But if it's 2022, New England-San Francisco, I think that one's in Vegas. Give me a Super Bowl of two of the greatest franchises of all time. And it's Tom against Jimmy. It will be the most hype thing of all time. Every Boston fan, every Bay Area fan will be converged on Vegas. It will be one of the biggest parties ever. And I'm sorry to get you pouring buckets of Kool-Aid. Just The bathtub is full right now. You're swimming in the Kool-Aid. There's going to be trepidations and periods where it's not that good, but I trust Kyle. I trust Jimmy G. I trust John Lynch. That's the big takeaway. I told you at the beginning, there's so much to glean from Jacksonville because it's that big of a franchise win where you, you really believe. Now you're saying we're, we're legit. All right, I'm going I'm to calm down. Let's, let's get back to earth. But fairy tale, hitting the lottery, second brightest head coach in the league, if not the GM making all the right moves, and just it's, it's happening. 49ers, the reboot. Not a rebuild, the reboot. Jimmy Garoppolo, the electricity is just unbelievable. I'm so pumped to get to talk about this team. I was there with you in the bad times during Trent Baalke and Chip Kelly last season. The good times are here. KJ Podcast, all my own network here. The retweets, the favorites, they're really appreciated, guys. Hope you have a happy new year. I'm flying back Thursday. Might do a quick one from the airport. Um, 
I'll always retweet the other ones I'm on. Helping out a sports startup right now, a football company who's really going to tie together the NFL and high school. Obviously still interviewing for other media roles too, but excited for 2018. A lot to come, a lot of good conversations we're going to have on here. Still trying to get more guests too. Um, Brian Baldinger is on the list. I'll make that happen for you guys. KJ and Baldy breakdowns. Ooh, that's sponsorable. We will get that happen. Enjoy the new year. Have a shrimp cocktail for me. We'll talk on Twitter. KJ Podcast, we're out. You've reached the high fashion hotline. Hi, my family has big plans for Labor Day weekend, but our outfits aren't measuring up. Then get to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, Old Navy's huge Labor Day sale is on now. Get 50% off all jeans, 50% off all dresses, 50% off all tees, and 50% off all sweatshirts and hoodies for the whole family. 50% off all those styles? That's a big deal. So is this. Styles start at just six bucks at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Change of plans. We're spending the weekend at Old Navy. High fashion. Old Navy. Valid 830-93. Excludes in-store clearance. Active licensed and men's package tees. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.